Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, where we discuss all sorts of things Germanic, heathenry related. My name is Jesse. I am your host. Let's get into it. All right, folks. Well, here we are back again for another week of Random Heathen Ramblings. I'm going to be joined here with a guest uh, just a moment. His name is Bradley, and he's been kind of a social media uh, acquaintance and friend of mine uh, now for, I don't remember exactly how long. We'll probably try and recall that between the two of us uh, as soon as we bring him on. Um, but I know he's been uh, a supporter of the of, of you know Midgard musings the you know my YouTube channel but the the podcast as a whole um, now for some time and um, <clears throat> I've invited him I think as I recall to to come on here in the past and things just hadn't aligned up as they needed to uh, for it to happen but um, this past year when I was wrapping up season four and kind of put out the I don't know what you want to call it, like a call to action or, you know, open invitation for folks to think about coming on the podcast as a guest. He emailed and expressed interest in coming on here. So a couple of topics, you know, he had a, he had a, a couple of different things that he was interested in, in wanting to talk about. But we kind of landed on uh, talking about how, you know, uh, pop culture and 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 stuff has kind of uh influenced the way heathenry uh you know what how heathenry has been um expressed or how how heathenry is being practiced um some of the influences that pop culture has on this uh this this faith this path religion whatever you want to call it so we're going to be talking about that today and whatever else may pop up um getting cold here uh depending on where you are listening to this i'm sure if you're in north america um in in a number of locations i'm sure you know what it is that i'm talking about we've finally got some winter weather coming through here in middle tennessee um at the time of filming this episode we are um i'm saying we 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 got about somewhere between six to seven inches of snow on the ground. I think in some areas of the middle Tennessee area, it's, it, it, it's a little bit more. I've, I've seen some folks with, with measure uh, tape measures or, or rulers measuring about eight inches in some areas. I think around here, it's, it's somewhere around the six to seven mark, which is a significant amount of snow for, you know, this, this part of Tennessee. I know uh, a lot of folks who are not used to this type of weather, you know, it gets pretty, get pretty dicey out there. So if you're out having to travel and, you know, get on the roads and stuff, you know, just be mindful and uh, take it slow. Um, if you start losing control, don't freak out. Um, just kind of let up off the gas and tap your brakes. Don't, don't get, you know, uh, don't get nervous and, and, and think that slamming on your brakes is going to stop you. If, if you're on ice or if you're on that wet snow and, and you've lost, a bit of control the best thing you can do is just tap your brakes um 
to 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 slow down. Don't don't slam on them because then you'll just lock up your tires and you'll be uh, skidding out of control into into wherever the first thing you hit. So be safe out there um, and stay warm. We're, we're definitely feeling the the non typical cold snap. Um, I know we're right now we're in the teens with the uh, real field being in single digits with wind chill factors coming later on that are going to put us below zero and uh, into some negative double digits potentially. So by the time this airs, by the time you're watching or listening to this, it'll probably be above that. But at the time of recording this, we're going to be seeing some potentially frigid, frigid cold temps. So wherever you are, if you're experiencing the same thing, be sure to plan accordingly, dress accordingly, and be safe out there. So um, all that being said, um, we're going to just uh, put up a word from from our sponsors, our good friends um, over at Fjallvatir Workshop before we bring Bradley on here. And um, be sure to also check out the Linktree link in the description or show notes um, of the podcast if you're watching this on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support in that way for all of my listeners on the audio platforms um your support is also greatly appreciated um so check out the link tree that's uh posted in the the show notes or in the description of the video if you're watching this on patreon all the ways that you can support me are listed there as always um so let's hear a quick word from our friends and family at galvatier workshop um and when we come back we will be welcoming bradley to the show for the first time so Let's get things going. Yalvatir Workshop is dedicated to the old ways, offering a wide selection of animist ritual supplies, divination tools, altar goods, and home decor, including premium reindeer hides imported from traditional herders in northern Finland. Whether you're just starting your spiritual journey or looking to expand your collection with a custom drum, we have everything you need. Visit our online store at yalvatir.com and discover the beauty of mountain spirit all right folks well here we are joined with um like i mentioned in the intro this is bradley and he is a heathen out in misery <laughs> missouri right yep yeah so the, the old the old yeah. show me state i got a, another another heathen from from the show me state of course uh you probably know patrick walsh or have seen him on the show a few times and yeah knows what you know what he does he's out there and in in missouri too so here we go we got another missouri in i believe you guys are called so yeah. welcome to the show bradley yeah. thanks for coming uh, i actually live like a couple hours away from patrick not too far away oh really huh. yeah not too far i think it's like three and a half hours from him okay yeah that's not bad at all that's a that's a good uh you know afternoon or or yeah good little day, day trip yeah good little day trip you guys haven't met up personally, though, right? No, not yet. We almost did during the Heilhung uh, concert, yeah. but he went to the St. Louis one, and I went to the Kansas City one. Oh, okay. So, you were probably closer, because I think the one where he went, he was only like 20 minutes or so away from where he lives. Yeah. So yeah. for you, you were probably, you're probably closer to the Kansas City. Yeah, I'm like an right? hour and a half from Kansas City. Yeah, so that makes sense. Nice. You lived there your whole life? Yeah. yeah, a good portion of it. Moved around quite a bit when I was a kid and stuff because my dad uh, was a contract truck driver. So we kind of moved around whenever he moved companies. 
But other than that, like big, huge portion of us been here in Missouri. I'd say I've been here probably like 17 years consecutively. Yeah. Nice. So, I've been there, good. been there a number of times for work. Um, we used to stay, I want to try to remember somewhere outside of, I think it was maybe Fallon. That, that's a place, right? Fallon. Missouri. Yeah, that's a place. Yeah, that's a place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's where we used to stay, uh, you know, overnight. I would, you know, we were, uh, prisoner extradition right so we would house our inmates overnight at a jail and i think fallon was near there or, or right the the closest major like place that we could house you know and i say major but it wasn't like a it's not like a big big city sort of thing it's pretty right. country as i recall but yeah man um and and you have been or you have been heathen now for roughly how long you think uh I'd say probably about seven or eight years is when I've taken it serious altogether. I'd say 10, but the first three years I was kind of like put my little toes in the water a little bit, seeing if I wanted, liked it or not, or if it was for me. And then about four years in, I just pretty much just jumped in at first. Yeah. Now, did you come into, did you come into heathenry? And, and if I'm asking questions that you'd prefer not to answer, then I totally respect that. Um, but for everyone, listening watching right like did you come into did you did you come into heathenry um from another like pagan path or, or yeah. was it a more traditional christian kind of upbringing i was or? a southern baptist for the good first half of my life and same with all my family they're all southern baptists as well and then well except for my dad my dad was uh uh wiccan for a little while and then for a few years and then went north after that and then uh, i'd say my dad was practicing for maybe 10 years and then i started like asking questions pretty much and just mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that my dad was saying was making sense and kind of clicked with me and then i started doing my own practices and had my own personal experiences with the gods and especially the ancestors and stuff and i never had a reaction with a spirituality or a path the way i have with norse pagan paganism nice. so it was really i don't know i've grown a lot myself since i've left my old faith for sure yeah i think a lot of people do too um when you when you uh <clears throat> whether it's norse heathenry or or whatever i mean if if you were maybe brought up or raised in a certain way and then reach a point in in their lives where they you know kind of explore other options or at least try to you know learn more about other things when it when it calls to you and when it really kind of hits the nail on yeah. the head uh you start seeing things um change for yourselves you know for ourselves in our lives right when we start feeling uh like we're doing something that is more authentic or genuine to the type of person mm -hmm. that we are you can't help but definitely notice those changes um and i think it's great too Absolutely. that you have a uh, a family member who's so close um you know your dad um who found uh you know like you say you know uh wicked into norse paganism and then it took a while before you found it yourself it wasn't like he found yeah. it and then was like hey guys do what i do like he wasn't it, at least it doesn't sound like he was uh trying to influence or push you into doing what he was doing it was find it for yourself is that 
that be accurate or yeah absolutely yeah my uh, dad was a uh, very open-minded in that sense to where people could as long as your belief doesn't go out of its way to hurt or demonize or put down anybody else my dad was very open with anybody believing whatever they wanted as long as it wasn't hurt nobody else and what's that anybody else's business type of attitude towards it yeah so and it, it definitely like helped it. sorry no no I, you go you go ahead oh um so like throughout my childhood and stuff even though like my mom and all of her side of the family were very southern baptist and obviously if anybody that's either southern baptist or knows anything about them this and they don't really take witchcraft or anything like that lightly at all like my grandmother and grandfather harry potter that's wizards and witchcraft that's mm. double work and so like, right. like it was that kind of mentality so when my dad came out as wiccan at first and everything there was definitely some pushback from my family on it and everything and whatnot mm. so but with my dad's mindset and stuff it kind of like influenced my mom's side of the family pretty heavily on like you know maybe we should take a step back and not be so hard on like our viewpoints and stuff and kind of like just like lessen it up a little bit and so yeah it was definitely a good dynamic growing up like is uh, it was good like i don't know <laughs> i can't really say anything else about it like most yeah. people around like because i still live in my childhood town like i live a couple miles outside of it and like it's you have one two churches and the town is divided between those two churches so like this oh, wow. you either catholic or you're southern baptist in the town so growing up in that dynamic there's definitely a heavy christian base but with the way my family viewed things and everything i was able to when i was a southern baptist i was able to practice that faith but also they gave me the opportunity to be curious of others and let me read about them and stuff like that so when when my dad came out to the rest of them like that it definitely made it easier for me to ask my dad questions and stuff and without anybody telling me otherwise so did you ever see your dad do things uh in his practices you know was it like uh you know an altar or or a ritual or anything that um or was he pretty like did he did he keep it more in like private to himself with so that uh, way it didn't like stir the pot or how was that if you don't mind me for asking. a few years yeah my dad would uh, have a room in his house where he'd keep all of his altar stuff and everything and it would be in that room and for the first couple of years there was a lock on the room and that was to keep us out because he didn't want to make my mom mad or anything like that but after a few years, I'm assuming that the grownups had a conversation and then the lock was brought off. And then eventually the door was taken down to where we could just go in as we mm -hmm. wanted and just look through stuff. And then eventually my dad was did a few rituals and then taught me how to meditate and do guided meditations and stuff like that. So it was definitely my dad helped me a lot during the, my beginning transitions on kind of giving me the tools I needed to explore myself pretty much instead of relying on a god or something to kind of tell me what i should expect out of myself and help right. me find it myself yeah well i think with the um uh, like the topic we're going to be going over today the uh influence 
is a thing, right? Like, so we're going to be talking about the influences that like pop culture and the media or whatnot can have on heathenry. Um, specifically, I mean, I'm sure there's other examples, but like, you know, you mentioned the the whole Harry Potter thing and how that is it's fiction. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's stories, you know, but but clearly it has an influence on the way certain people view things that don't agree with their beliefs right mm -hmm. um and i think it's great that in the midst of things like that that have such a a strong influence i will say on people's mindset and views that you had the opportunity to be shown something or or, or maybe shown you know ways to do things family traditions what have you that uh we're, we're, we're genuine, you know, like it, it's not like, yeah. well, we watch, we watch this, you know, movie, you know, or we watch the, you know, uh, a couple of episodes of Vikings or something or the last kingdom or whatever, you know, uh, Hollywood take on mm -hmm. things based our belief on just that, you know, like there seems yeah. to, from the way you're describing it, the, the influence that you received was from a very inner circle Group, yeah, you know, definitely. Dad, whatever. And like those movies and stuff, they're good at the point of drawing attention to to us and everything as like a community and group. But if like you're watching the Vikings or The Last Kingdom, for example, both are very good shows, but that they're shows, and mm -hmm. they could maybe bring up some like. Uh, questions or something that someone may have and then if they want to like say pursue this spiritual path and whatnot yeah i'm glad that the vikings is there to kind of like ignite that flame so to speak but they need to probably uh, my advice to especially uh, i guess baby pagans is if you're coming off in from those shows don't take those shows as historical documents take <laughs> right. them as like inspiration or something that you could inspire from but also use like the sagas and archaeological finds to kind of back up what the show may or may not be putting out yeah yeah definitely i'm a, you know i'm 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 very into like historical uh information and i wouldn't call myself like a, a, a historical recon heathen for anyone listening watching that doesn't know what i mean you know there's definitely approaches to take in paganism in general uh and this isn't just in you know like the germanic or the norse uh uh favorite you know fit, you know style or, or whatever you want to call it um there's reconstructionists in all mm -hmm. paths you know what i mean and um but i like to go into the historical stuff just to see what we can find what has been discovered what scholars have been able to come up with whether it's through language studies or anthropology and, and other stuff like that um because i think having a, a knowledge and having an understanding of those things can help us continue and and build into absolutely you know you got to have some you got to have a foundation to start with and, mm -hmm. and you know the one of the i think i'll just say personally you know i think one of the problems that exist with modern pagans today is that there isn't enough of that there's not too many people are uh you know going to watch a few 
movies or you know several seasons of a show or something and like base their spirituality off of that they're not reading the Eddas, they're not reading the sagas they're not you know doing any sort of research and i'm not saying that you have to be a reconstructionist hardcore to experience what this path is about or or any of the other you know whether they're polytheistic or henotheistic paths you're mm -hmm. you're i think you're just missing out on what can what can happen for it for you if you're just totally abandoning any of the source material I, I think at least in 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 since we're talking about heathenry i think uh also truth nowadays is i think that's a big uh i think there's a lot of fault there with with the modern also true movement is there's not enough focus on where this all came from and and sure yeah. while the sagas might be you know uh stories in and of themselves right things that get embellished on because of reasons um mm -hmm. they're still at least uh close to you know what we have from that time period of of how and uh, the things that that the people were doing their worldviews, right all that stuff i think is is, is exactly and part of it but i just pulled this book out that's sitting next to me this is a book that i read to my kids i don't know if you can see it on the camera mm -hmm. but this is just a little children's book and it, like some of the questions they have because they got their mother's brains unfortunately so they get a lot of questions when i read the stories and you know how some of the stories will have like let's say you use a the i can't i can't pronounce her name but the cow in the creation story oh yeah uh, yeah yeah and like they had a question about that and i just explained to the, the way i explained to the kids was is that the stories are myths and legends and stuff and they're up for interpretation like there's no like really any single way to interpret them but it could deviate from person to person or tribe from tribe but um the way i explained to them was is like in the stories and everything uh there's like the norse in general are very good at telling stories uh, i was like if you go and tell a story of like say a great battle or something like that there's probably going to be some truth to it, but they're going to kind of put a little flair on it just a little bit, just to get more people's attention and to get more people to tell the story. Mm -hmm. I was like, so each story is going to have maybe little quirks or something in the story that's going to really catch your attention. And that's probably just so that way you'll retell the story and, you know, just stuff like that. But like, and with thankfully with like stuff like this in modern times and everything like we we're able to they could see like images and prints mm. and actual words of the gods and stuff so they if i don't say it right or if they don't hear it right they can go to it and look look it up themselves and that and i definitely encourage that 100 percent. yeah what was the name of that book by the way because for the um, people that are the listening platforms so. it's uh the child's introduction to uh north mythology and it's it's a very well illustrated book i've read it a couple times before i read it to them just to make sure there's not any crazy stuff in it but like <laughs> almost all of the uh pictures and stuff are like hand painted like illustrations and yeah. everything so like has all kinds of creatures and stuff and, like yeah. here's thor and loki in it oh. yeah like and then 
in the back of the book, it also has uh, the room table and all kinds of other stuff that you could give the kids so that way they can kind of practice on their own and everything. Hmm. And it comes with a poster. They have a poster and hanging up in their room of the, uh, it's like a, tr- this shows Yggdrasil and then it has like all the gods going down it in like a family tree format. So you can kind of guide them through because it can get a little confusing sometimes on who's actually related to who throughout the oh, myths yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, for sure. That's another um, thing that, that, uh, you know, folks that are, uh, new to the path and stuff, if they're coming into it from, uh, <clears throat> Marvel, right. The Marvel yeah. universe. Uh, Thor and Loki, right? Like that's a big one. Like they are not brothers. Like that's 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 the Marvel mythos, you know. Like that's the Marvel mm-hmm. universe where they're brothers and stuff. They are not. They are not brothers. They're they're not even. No, not even of the anything. same blood. Right. <laughs> right. They are companions in in several of the of the like Thor's, you know, journeys and stuff and his adventures. Like Loki goes along mm-hmm. as a companion in in some of them. Um, but they're not brothers like like that is represented in 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 Marvel. So to <laughs> to take you know that as 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 one of the other examples of how pop culture can misrepresent and influence incorrectly how people you know yeah. look at things, view things. Um, but like you had said, you yeah, know, Marvel- it does plant a seed. Yeah. And Marvel definitely does heavy on the misrepresentation pretty bad <laughs> yeah like some of their movies like their their movies are good but coming from a north uh perspective it's definitely uh, a little cringe sometimes for sure i mean you could almost uh you could almost rewrite the characters with different names and it's be just as entertaining you know instead of for sure calling thor loki odin you know um and and having them represented in in the way that they are um i would agree yeah. you know it's like you got to definitely take that for what it is and and some of the some of the things that i've even encountered i don't know if you have as well with people who have no interest in pursuing uh heathenry as their religion or as their path you know spirituality what have you they they see things like the hammer that we wear or they hear about you know, well, I believe, you know, in the Norse gods and they're like, oh, you mean like, like Marvel, like Thor and Loki and Odin? It's like the names. Yes, that. No, like yeah. <laughs> that's not it's not the religious side of it. That's not the spiritual side of it. Mm. Um, or they'll also go, uh, oh, so you think you're a Viking? Like, you, mm. that's a Viking religion. I'm like, also, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you ever get that from people? Has oh, that ever yeah, happened? all the time. I had a guy that I used to work with at this old company I worked at and because I wore, I wear my Mjolnir almost everywhere and even at work. And so I had it out and then he noticed it and he's like, Oh, he's like, is that Mjolnir? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, right on. And we went into like a pretty good conversation. I thought like, Oh wow, I'm working with another Norse guy now. And then like a couple weeks went by and he had his own Mjolnir and everything. And I was like, so when did you uh, start pra- uh, practicing uh, heathenry? And he's like, what, what's heathenry? Mm, and I was yeah. like, well, why are you wearing, I'm like with Mjolnir and everything. And he's like, oh, he's like, no, he's like, I just got this because of, uh, I think it was the last kingdom. And then he's like, and also really like Thor from Marvel is what he went off of. 
And I'm just like, and that pretty much just, I was like, okay. I was yeah. like, well, I was like, you enjoy that necklace then, buddy. And I just walked away. Yep. Yep. Like, I've been, I've seen that in a number of times. Uh, though it's, it's like a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. People just like it because it looks cool. Yeah. You know? And, um, <clears throat> I don't know, like I try not to get too butthurt about stuff like that when it comes to people that admittedly are like, no, I don't know nothing about that, but I just like the way it looks. And, um, you know, but yeah. definitely a part of me, a part of me is like, then, you know, I, I don't know, like I look at it in a way like I am not a Christian and I wouldn't wear a cross as a fashion statement. I wouldn't wear it because I think it right. looks me. That's like that is a symbol that is associated with a religion that I don't practice anymore. I don't follow that worldview on things. So mm. why would I wear a symbol that, that associates me with that, you know, and, and in similar fashion, I go, well, sure. It might look cool, but if you don't believe in what that symbol represents and you don't hold any focus on, on that in your spiritual life, religious life, whatever, um, then don't wear it. Like, yep. Uh, it's kind of again. I don't, I don't do go out and just bash people for wearing it if they're not uh, pagan or they're not heathen. Um, but it, you know, a little part of me in the back of my mind's going, just take that off. You know, like yeah, dude, that's the exact thought that went through my head. But yeah, whenever I first like started converting and like taking it serious, I was very like defensive over it. I would say, like, because mm -hmm. I had a couple coworkers. Uh, wearing versions of the Milanor at my other work, and they were straight up were honest with me, and I, that's I think that's why I was a little bit cooler with it, is because they knew what I practiced, and they did like my Milanors that I, I wore because I used to have like a collection back then, and yeah. so they liked them, so they went and got their own, which I was okay with that. But I asked them, I was like, if you're gonna wear it, I'm like, can I ask just one basic thing for you guys is just to respect it. I was like. It, I'm like, at, wear it because they're Christian. I was like, wear it as if you're actually wearing a cross. I was like, don't treat it bad. And I'm like, and if you're wearing it in view, I'm like, just present yourself well. And I was mm -hmm. like, and then I, I was like, that that would be okay with me because they're pretty much asking if it would be okay for them to wear it. So I was like, well, if they're asking me if there's conditions, I was like, boy, let me set them. <laughs> so, type, yeah, it's a good attitude I used to have. But yeah. No, and I wonder too if that if there's a, a any degree of um, responsibility um, on on folks in, anymore to, and I'm just talking out loud, like I don't you know one way or the other, you know, coming up with an answer at the moment, but a sense of responsibility that we have as actual practitioners of a Germanic or a Teutonic path, whatever you know label you want to put to it, um, mm -hmm. is is again is to be that sort of. Uh, a representative or, or spokesperson maybe is the wrong term, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. if you see it's, you see it being worn and, and it's not actually being worn by someone who practices uh, a, a Germanic pre-Christian belief to at least educate so much as like, Hey, look, you know, there's really nothing that we have as, as dogma that would prohibit you from wearing this. If you're not heathen, if you're not pagan. Yeah. However, like kind of in the fashion that you took was to maybe just educate and say, hey, look, at least, you know, carry this with yeah. some respect, you know, and yeah. 
be be respectful about it. It's not, um, and who knows if that you know, it, it may not change their minds in terms of well, let me find out what this is and become pagan yeah. or, or he. However, it might change the perspective uh, of them of to us. be like, wow, this actually means something, and I shouldn't just wear this as a fashion statement. I should, yeah, you know, maybe not be so cavalier about it. And I think one of the other things that we've seen too, uh, it may not be like a pop culture influence, but you know, people who really take that, you know, the symbology of it seriously to 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 uh, to the other extreme, where they'd be like, "You can't wear that's my symbol, right? Like that's our yeah. symbol." They, they claim these symbols as 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 part of their culture and a part of their heritage and. You know, while I understand like these symbols are like native to a certain area and they they've they, they came out of certain parts of the world and have become synonymous with certain cultures. Um mm -hmm. I don't think we, I don't think we can rightfully say that, you know, wearing a Mjolnir if you're not heathen or if you're not your European, Northern European ancestry, like wearing a Mjolnir is gonna, you know, make someone mad or make the gods mad or any such thing like that. Like that's that's not fair to yeah. say either. <laughs> I think that's a misrepresentation no. too that that can be seen people Absolutely. that are like you know because it makes and, it feel like it's not inclusive and that's another thing too is uh with the pop culture stuff whenever i first was coming into like practicing full like i'd say full-time air quotes mm -hmm. but when i started taking it like seriously um pop culture did influence me quite a bit out the gate whenever I was like really deep diving into it and stuff. And at the time, like Vikings just come out. So I wasn't even really watching that yet, but the last kingdom I had been watching, I'd been watching yeah. that for some time during that time. And, you know, some of the stuff that they were doing and everything. And then I got into the Vikings and then it was leading me down through all of this, all these rabbit holes and stuff. And then it took me, I think like two years in order for me to get, the actual like religious holidays correct <laughs> because oh, yeah. like there's so many like websites and other organizations out there that pretty much copy and paste the Wiccan holidays and then just rewrite the names and then put yeah. them online as facts. And it took me a long time to navigate through those and figure out what's true and what's not true. And like for Yule, for example, that two years ago or no, three years ago is when I've, realized that yule wasn't actually in december it, that's how long it took me to realize that and i think mm. it was either you or uh olafson that uh educated me on that it was one of you two really i know that. i think i was probably uh yeah i think i was probably several years into my pagan journey you know before i became knowledgeable of the fact that yeah pre-christian heathen yule happens at a time that is not during the winter solstice it doesn't happen it's not 12 nights you know yeah um, talked about it a lot on this podcast and other episodes and and have shared a lot of information on the youtube channel on the facebook page and in other platforms as well about it um and uh yeah it, it took me a few years into my studies into my path to discover that as well just because again if you google it you know even yule or something you know it's it's mm -hmm. going to tell you 
it's going to line up more with when the solstice, the winter solstice is, um, that it starts on the winter solstice and it's 12 nights. And every night of those 12 nights is dedicated to certain things. And like, then that's how I started my practices around because that's what I thought was, was real. Mm -hmm. right? That was authentic. And, uh, so similarly, like it took, it took a while for me to, um, come across the articles and start doing my own research and learning and pursuing an interest in, in trying to be authentic, you know, um, or, or, right. or I, mean, I don't, I don't fault people for, you know, like I've said before, if, if, if you want to observe your holy days, you know, and your celebrations and all that at a time, you know, let's say it's Yule, right? And let's say you want to do, you know, 12 nights of Yule and it's going to be in December following the solstice. If that's what you want to do and that's what's been your practice and your tradition to do and it's been working, then I guess rock on with it, right? Um, right. I think it's more like information, like, okay, but realize, right, if we're talking from an authentic historical background of things, that that is not the actual time when pre-Christian German, the Germanic peoples, uh, observe their their yule celebration um see like with my own home we practice both the the christian christmas and then we also practice yule and i yeah. talked to you in your in the comments and stuff on your facebook and everything about it but i'll, I'll go ahead and reiterate it here um like the way we do it and and just pretty much condense it from having yule in january and then having christmas in december and just having a pretty much a really long celebration we decided to for especially for the kids just to have them pretty close together we'll have christmas on the 25th and normally about 26th or 27th is when we'll do our yule mm -hmm. and we'll do and we'll do crafts and stuff on yule and everything like that but the reason why we decided to do them so close together is because like i said most of my family's baptists and stuff so we'll go and celebrate Christmas at their house and everything. And then when we get home, we'll pretty much have a day of rest from Christmas. And then we'll go into our Yule celebrations following that. And normally that, that'll last a couple of days and then the whole days will be done. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. I mean, like, yeah, that's a family tradition. And I think yeah. more, more, uh, more of that is, is something that gets overlooked. You know what I mean? Nowadays is that uh, sense of, preserving family traditions and, and, and keeping those embers alive and, and doing things like, like I mentioned are, are working well for that's that, that group of people, whether it's a family or whether it's a small kindred or tribe, whatever that works for them. And yeah. for whatever reason, it, you know, whether it's just the time frame of things, right. Everybody's off and you get the chance to get everybody together and it just makes yeah sense to do at that time um or if it just has become so much of a deeply rooted tradition in the family unit that it you know <clears throat> why change it just for the sake of yeah you know authenticity oh, yeah. we, we started this uh early on when my oldest was maybe like two or three because we were before that we were just celebrating yule and then like my mom and my grandmother and stuff was having concerns because they were kind of were feeling left out and everything and then mercedes um which is my wife uh was telling me that why can't we do both and i was like well there's nothing that i've read so far that says we can't do both in my religion so i was yeah. like 
and then we you know we're talking about school and the area that we live in and stuff and we just felt like our kids might feel more included with their friends and everything if we also did christmas as well mm-hmm. and but and we didn't tell them the whole like what christmas is around from the christian perspective we just pretty much said santa brings gifts like that's pretty much as far as into the christmas lore we went into with them yeah but i mean it's worked like yeah we do stuff like that too here i mean we've got other you know a lot of my wife's family um uh well all of my wife's family her immediate family are definitely not pagan so there's always you know christmas dinner and you know gift giving and, and and stuff around that time of year so there's again there's no reason to stop no. that and 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 but yeah we uh we we for a while now have kept a our yuletide celebrations or on the the pre-christian reckoning of it um and that's a fun thing too right. you know learning about um you know when it was is is relatively easy to to learn and, and find out how it was done is another story, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's where I go back to, you know, making your own traditions and making your own, keeping your own traditions alive because that's, what's important. It's, you know, we, we really don't have anything that specifically gives an example of how it was celebrated. I mean, yes, you know? there was float for three days that, or there was, you know, it was a three day long thing. We know that the bloat was done um, on the first night of Yule, we know that there were, you know, mentions of, you know, it was held for three days or until the ale was gone or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, something like that. Oh, there was a lot of drinking, right? We know that. Um, there were gifts exchanged. There was oaths sworn. There, you know, mm-hmm. certain things like that that have become part of our traditions as well. Right? We exchange gifts. Yeah. We we give the opportunity for oaths to be sworn in the tribe if there's ever one. A time of year that an oath could be particularly potent it's at yule you know definitely so but all the other little idiosyncrasies you know i think are are more important to be developed at the you know smaller level right you know don't definitely. don't really go too far deep into trying to find well how did they do it you're probably not going to find anything you know how the families yep. did it or whatever you know no definitely not especially not after like the reckoning that you were referring to that happened when we lost a lot of if anything the stuff that we did have written down we lost a lot of it so now we're just yeah. kind of like trying to put puzzle pieces together and well yeah so much of, precisely and so much of what was written happened after the fact i mean <clears throat> even <throat> primary and, and primary and secondary sources that we have written down are written by Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that, you know, sure they may have had knowledge and, and uh, experience with certain of the pre-Christian heathen traditions, right? The the indigenous pagan practices of the time. Yeah, they had knowledge, but it was it was all written down by Christians and and probably, well, maybe more than probably, but you know, definitely yeah. had bias, Christian bias inserted into. Oh, heavily, yeah. And also too, right? Uh, I know one of the one of the people that gets um, cited for when the months, you know, when when the people held certain things on on certain months, uh, the venerable Bede. I mean, he was definitely Christian, and he was also writing things down 
you know, 200 years yeah. after heathenry became kind of like right, got wiped out, right? So he definitely wasn't even immediately. It's like us now in, 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 in the Americas, right? North America, when like the Revolutionary War was happening, like we, it's far enough back where like, what, what do you have really to, to offer to things? Yeah. I'm sure we have some words that were spoken right orally passed down and that's 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 how you mentioned earlier storytelling and, and stuff everything was spoken it was it was an oral tradition it wasn't mm -hmm. let me write this down in a book and then pass it down to my kids and their kids after them and all this it was all you know what a grandpa say what a great grandpa say yeah. a, you know and and so that's how things were were passed down and if uh if it didn't get passed down after a certain point then it got it got lost, yep. you know, which is another thing about pop culture and then the influence that it has. I mean, you mentioned earlier the uh, holidays and, and, and how it's like they're they're copying from Wiccan uh, Sabbaths, you know, the, the, and then just yep. placing like Norse name or something over it. And um, that happened up like very recently um, by stephen mcnallen and he and he was wiccan you know so he yeah. was the one he's one of the reasons why also true now is is stuck in this uh you know observing holy tides using the wiccan wheel of the year as its model he's the reason why that that happened you know or or the big reason why that happened and the fact was I'm not. I don't know if you want me to like name organizations on here because I have some beef with some of them, but like okay. several of these big uh, organizations um, know that they're wrong and they don't care that they're wrong. Mm. Like, uh, like take uh, TAC for example, one of the biggest ones. They've even called themselves out a couple times. Like, yeah, we know it's not correct, but what can we do about it? It's kind of like the attitude that they gave when discussing the holidays and stuff like that, they just weren't going to correct it. And they have like all these members that are going to pick that up and then spread it to their own tribes and their own communities locally. And it's just a bunch of, it's like pumping out misinformation faster than anybody that actual experience that yeah. knows better can fight it. Yeah. It's a very but small sub subset of the of the pagan population right i mean yes sure also true may have a bigger following now than it did you know 30 years ago because mm -hmm. of organizations like tac or um any of the others right um be, you know because they, they have registries you know they have members and and people join and and are, are are kept in like a sort of registry so there's there's this documented census in a way that keeps track of mm -hmm who's associated with this organization and that. Um, but I think in general, if, if you break it down even further to anyone that's genuine about, you know, foreign seether, I'll do old ways type practices mm -hmm. uh, that, that is an even smaller group there. They're, 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 right. they're not, there aren't any organizations there are no big time organizations because they don't want to be that they're, They don't want to be, they don't want to have this national, presence this this overarching almost authority over the pagan population you know right one of the one i think one of the downfalls of tack is they're so um 
universalist about things. And I'm not trying to say that that's that that to be non-inclusive is wrong is 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 the way to be or or, or not to be. It's it's what I mean by that is that it's 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 if you're not going to take ownership of the traditions of a certain time and of a certain place and from a certain area and try to be authentic to that. And just like they say, you know, well, we were wrong, but what are we going to do about it? Well, you can correct it. You can, you can redact everything that you said that was wrong. You can, you can correct yourself. You can fix exactly. it. You don't just have to keep spouting out stuff that then everybody else is going to pick up and, and continue to spread. And I wonder and, if that's a bigger problem than the pop culture influences, right? Because that's what we yeah. know that. Well, we know that. That's what I think it kind of feeds into each other, honestly. I think pop culture, because when I was a part of TACT and everything, when I first like was converting, and that's what led me to the holiday debacle for the longest time is because I was getting my information from TACT and being like, oh, okay, so this is when the holidays are. Because, I mean, they've been practicing longer than me, so I'm going to go ahead and take their word for it, pretty much, is mm. what I was. my mindset is, and or was at the time. Yeah. And then, obviously, I learned and learned from herself and everything, and eventually, whenever I gained all that knowledge, I ended up just leaving the organization because, like, I was, I would make my complaints internally and be like, hey, this is wrong, and blah, 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 and then I'd pretty much get bullied for, like, trying to educate them on like, hey, you're not doing this right type thing. And then they pretty much chase you out of the organization after that. Yeah. Instead of correcting it. I've heard I've heard you're not the first person that I've heard say um, have had experiences like that or that I've heard that that was happening. Um, so, I mean, you know, but yeah, people... but back <laughs> to the I'm sorry, but no, back to pop culture feeding into tech like with the religious holidays and stuff i think pop culture influenced that and then tech pumps it out and keeps misrepresenting so we get misrepresented once in pop culture and then it kind of trickles down into the community and then we get uh, stereotyped and misrepresented again and then it just ends up causing the community to just fight one another on who's right and who's wrong instead of actually being able to come together and be like oh okay so this is what these sources say about it yeah i've had to take us i've had to take a look at myself too with uh being being in a position of having an influence you know we're talking about things influencing people's views right and to the way mm-hmm. like you were saying you know you 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 become part of a group or an organization because you think i'm going to learn things that i need to learn um, from people who know more than me, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, these people have, you know, years of experience, they have credentials, they have this, they have that, you know, so they have an influence as well. I have an influence and, and over the years I've had to really take that seriously. I don't, I don't know. And I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone else. You know, I just, I, I think the, I think the actions speak for themselves when we see that a not you know, a lot of people don't uh, take their ability to influence um, very seriously. Exactly. It's almost like doing it to kind of be fun and entertaining and to have a have a following, right? To say that I have this X amount of followers, we have this X amount of members, you know that whatever. It's like a it's for the clout, you know. It's for the mm-hmm. for the fame um, and it's easy to fall into that trap. I'll just say, yeah. I mean, it's easy to fall into that 
um, especially when you start, you know, seeing big numbers, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, people really like what I do and I'm just, I'm going to keep doing the thing that they like. Well, right. what if it's wrong? You know, what if what you're saying is, is not true? What if you're saying is not accurate? What if you're saying and doing is not genuine? What is it, what is, what is it about uh, that, that people are liking? They're liking what they see, not what you truly are and what you, mm-hmm. you know, the authenticity is, is something. That, yeah. You're uh, not as genuine. Yeah. And I, you mm-hmm. know, in genuineness, you know, that, 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 uh, faking your way through it or, or, or putting on a, a, a mask is definitely going to get you that following. I mean, mm-hmm. entertainers and performers and stuff, they, they have to, they have to go and switch between, who they are in real life versus who they are in front of a screen. Um, Absolutely. That's not something that I ever wanted to be. It's not what I started Midgard Musings for. It's not why I wanted to continue on with the podcast. It wasn't to, you know, become this internet celebrity or, you know, have this, this great big following. Inevitably when it starts to come though, it, it is a trap that's easy to fall into of. Oh yeah. You just it's like a honey trap. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the influence that we have, um, you know, with, with people is, uh, it's, it's a huge responsibility and something that we have to take seriously. If we're going to continue doing these types of things, if we're going to be a voice, um, or mm-hmm. presence in the community in any sort of way, um, sharing of information, then we, we owe it to people to point them in the right direction. Absolutely. I mean, if we're out here just putting out another, um, you know, Marvel cosplay, uh, play, you know, performance. What 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 value is that contributing to people that want to be genuine? Want to yeah, know, okay, you know? Where can I go? What can I look at? Because there's so much out here that I've found ultimately is is wrong. Yeah, that's another thing too. Is the information that's out there is all jumbled together and mixed up and it's hard to navigate that whenever you're trying to be authentic because there's 15 authors all saying different things and you don't know which one's credible and which one's not and it kind of gets hard to find those historical actual like documents and stuff whenever people are trying to pretty much muddy the water a little bit with them and then it just gets difficult so like with people like thankfully like people like you and Olson and other people in the community and everything that try to educate people on this stuff without people like you guys giving out book recommendations and stuff like this and where you can kind of take that jumbled up mess and kind of organize it just a little bit more for people that are trying to figure out their own path, which is very helpful for the community. I appreciate you saying that. It, it's a labor of love come to find out it's i mean and that's where you know the genuineness comes from is is from love it's it's from not wanting to do this for any other not not for the clout not for the supposed fame you know it's Mm -hmm. uh be for for the love of it and i you know i don't want to say you know for everyone watching listening right that just because it's in pop culture is you know it automatically makes it bogus i've seen some pretty cool things in uh, represented in pop culture that have uh, reflected some, you know, the, the creators behind it took some effort to consult 
with professionals, with scholars, with linguists, with, um, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, professionals in, in the industry, as it were, to uh, to get a degree of authenticity to it. I think one of the examples I can think of off the top of my head was uh, I think it was Assassin's Creed, the 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 most recent or one of the most recent uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if I'm not mistaken that Jackson Crawford was consulted on yeah. rune the rune imagery and, and stuff um in that game. I haven't played it and I have I've I've seen some of the gameplay. Um not and, granted, you know no, I'm actually playing it right now. I I was playing it probably like an hour and a half before this podcast started. <laughs> but oh, were you really? Uh it's a good game. Yeah. But like in, on another game like that too is um, uh, God of War, uh, Ragnarok is another one that's yeah. really good because like Artreus in that one, uh, you'll find like uh, these big boards throughout the open world where Artreus will walk up and he'll like read you the myths and stuff and everything. And they're accurate. They're literally almost word for word what the myth is actually is. And it gives you depictions and all kinds of other stuff like and that's a good aspect of pop culture like but again whenever you are taking stuff off pop culture for people watching and listening please do your research too <laughs> just to make yeah. sure it, it, it's correct but like there's definitely a polantra of things out there that shine a very good light on the community and kind of break a bunch of stereotypes honestly for sure and also take into consideration that it is what it is. It's, you know, it's a video game or it's a movie mm -hmm. or it's a show. And, you know, uh, poetic license gets taken a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the things I loved about the God of War, since you mentioned it, um, one of the things I loved about uh, that game is um, the uh, how they represented the, 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 the gods, the Norse gods. When Thor mm -hmm. shows up and he's this, you know, like 10 foot tall, big belly, red hair, real, you know, kind of crass dude. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. Thor that I think of when I think of the Thor of, of Norse myth, right? Of, 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 the, of, the, of the lore. I don't think of the Chris Hemsworth, you know, chiseled, cut, six pack abs, blonde hair. I don't think of that doesn't. Right mind when i think of thor i think of this you know just and he played like the the the, the voice actor i forget his name um uh but like yeah, everything yeah. down to his voice like the who the voice that they got to to, to portray it and and his whole aesthetic oh, was yeah. like and uh, odin was a really interesting uh take too right i mean he he was so obsessed with finding knowledge and, so, and and like i'll do anything i need to i've got mm -hmm. to have knowledge you know like that tracks with what we know of him and how he's represented in in the lore um mm -hmm. i think an interesting take on balder in that game you know because like we don't really hear much about balder characteristically speaking in in the mm -hmm. lore and in the game, he has such a prominent, a prominent role, but yeah. but is is portrayed in such a way that I wouldn't have thought 
I would, you know, it wouldn't have occurred to me to take Balder in that direction with his kind of eccentric, um, really like disturbed mm-hmm. uh, persona, right? I mean, he, he was, he couldn't feel anything, you know, and, yeah. they, and they took, they took that part of the myth where he's impervious to everything that the gods can do to him. He, he can't be harmed. He can't be hurt. He can't be killed. They take that and they put it into a personality that he's like tormented because of it. And, and yeah. that torment drives him into this like just crazed, rageful um, warrior type, you know? Yeah. So it's like a, it was a really interesting take on, on Balder, you know? And it, I think it's a neat, uh, you know, again, without knowing much of him from the stories, like you've got one version of Balder in, you know, Snorri's myths, and then you have another version of Balder in um in 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 danish myth you know like he's he's definitely different than than snorri's version but still it's it's like well at least you got something you can think about you know and you can kind of come up with your own uh idea of it in a way but definitely like you were saying right i mean if if you're if you're taking this from a perspective of i want to practice this as a as a faith as a spiritual path religion, whatever you want to call it, then do your diligent search, you know, like do your research yep. and then don't just uh, say like, wow, yeah, uh, you know, Thor and, and God of War, like, that's exactly 100% um, right. how it should be yeah. represented. I mean, he's probably, that's probably the most accurate pop culture representation of Thor that we have right now. Yeah, from, I agree with saying, that. Like, yeah, like, don't, don't let it be like, land all all. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> but no, it was like uh, when I do believe whenever Ragnarok was being developed, the developers even said that they're going to take an account that people actually like follow this religion and they're going to take information and pull it straight from the source and make make the characters from what is depicted in the sagas and stuff. I do believe one of the developers was quoted in saying something along those lines. That's admirable. Yeah, I like to hear that, you know. So that made me pretty excited whenever it was first coming out. I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "So it's probably going to be pretty decent then, lore-wise, with mm. how they're going to depict certain things." And then whenever the uh, concept for Thor dropped, I was like, "Oh, I'm like okay." I'm like, "So we're not going Marvel with this one." <laughs> it's like this yeah. is nice. Like, what did, what did you think? In my of how mind, they... sorry, go ahead. No, you go. You go first. I have a follow-up question. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, in my mind, before that concept come out, uh, Eddie Hall, the world's strongest man, he was by far probably my in my image. That's probably the closest image I had for mentally. Was mm-hmm. kind of built like Eddie Hall. Yeah, powerlifter type body, you know. Yeah, yeah, not you think, you know, chiseled and. Yeah, to I mean to be the strongest the champion of the gods i mean to be the strongest the physical strongest of the gods as he's mentioned in the lore thor would have to be couldn't be cut and trim and and you know what i mean like he'd have to be just this big power lifter type body a straight walking mountain (laughs) yeah 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 Um, all right did you see that? Have you played the game, or have you seen the? I've the played a little bit of it, but most of it was uh, just through playthroughs, watching other people play it. 
Yeah. Did you What's see up? the? How they, did you see how they put uh, Cassid, uh Heimdall? Heimdall. Uh, how, no, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay. They cast well, him pretty good. It, yes. Very interesting. Um, very interesting representation. Kind of again, like uh, the Balder thing that I mentioned, right? Like how we don't okay. like we hear we hear certain things, but we don't really hear much about like descriptive characteristics or whatever. Handball similarly, you know, doesn't get a lot of descriptive things. I mean, he's he's mentioned as being you know whitest or brightest of the gods. He's you know he mm-hmm. can hear the grass grow and um, you know his vision is you know he can see far and wide and and, and some of those things but like yeah. without without spoiling anything for you in case you're going to you know continue to play or whatever like can think of the fact like his vision um the foresight right like he, he's almost untouchable because he sees things happening before they happen like any attack that comes his way he can see it happening and he dodges and oh you know, okay like, like that kind of a thing like oh that's an interesting take mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty neat. Very right. So you get get a chance to watch more of the gameplay. I mean, I I remember, I don't own, I don't own the 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 console or or whatever to play it. So I'm just like, yeah. I probably won't anytime soon. And it's been out long enough. I'm like, I just I got time to kill. Let me find a, a gameplay uh, thing on yeah. YouTube. And it's kind of where I'm at with it because, yeah. like I said, I live out in the middle of nowhere, so internet's far in between. So pretty much all uh kind of hold off just in case I can get it downloaded and then play it. But if I can't get it downloaded within a certain amount of time, it's like, okay, well time to go watch other people play it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, uh, I look at the, there's like an eight hour long video of the gameplay from, from front to beginning or from beginning to end. And I'm like, that's not great. Yeah. I was like, you know, I didn't watch it all in one sitting. Obviously I don't have that kind of time to waste sitting on, you know, watching right. somebody video game, but I would, I would watch you know an hour or two, come back, watch more. And it was, it was like a movie, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to pick it up where I left off, you know, and uh, just kind of see um, just everything, like the landscapes, you know, um, how they represented the different realms, because um, you know, so much of like you were talking earlier at the very beginning about storytelling. Um, this is modern storytelling. This is yeah. how we absorb stories now is, is, is through uh, whether it's, you know, content in the forms of videos or podcasts or whether yeah. it's playing through them in a game, you know, uh, whatnot. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of it, the, the storytelling aspect of things living on um, in, in modern time. And I think some of what uh, uh, games like that can provide is add to that visual aspect that creative mind you know when you're reading something yeah, from the absolutely. lore right you realize how you know thor and and loki are going to you know to jotunheim to win his hammer back and you can come up maybe with something a bit more vivid in your mind after playing god of war or so you know whatever mm-hmm. it's like picture you know the land of of the jotnar being right like you know it, it helps it gives you more of like a visual representation of where you're, where the gods yeah. and everything's actually at, instead yeah. of just trying to create it from scratch. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. But that's all about you know gods and the myths and, and the stories. Have you seen anything with uh, 
you know, anything in pop culture that you might say is a, is a kind of like a like a blatant misrepresentation of heathen beliefs. Oh, definitely. Right. That. Like, you no, know, it, it was represented poorly because that's not what it is, or it was, you know, represented actually really well, or like anything, anything like that, maybe. Well, uh, I'd have to say probably negative uh, here recently is probably a bunch of uh, Peyton Parrish's music that he's been putting out. <laughs> I don't like, I, I can't with that guy sometimes. Just the over. <laughs> Yeah. We have a we have a I have a running meme with uh with Patrick Walsh on that. It's it's wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flailing tube man. He's, Literally he's, he's so animated with his his movements. Yeah, I know what you mean. And just some of the stuff that his songs are about just I don't know, I feel like it represents us a little wrong. Especially when he like relies heavily on the Viking stuff yeah. and everything and then like people that are coming in or been here a while that are starting to get into them. I don't know. I just think it's like, it's just a bad message to send because we're not Vikings. <laughs> Vikings are gone. Yep. Like I follow this and, one guy on, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. They're, they're tattoo artists in, in England, mm -hmm. in the North of England, I believe. Um, but the guy's hilarious. He like, is his, his thing all the time is you're not a fucking Viking. They <laughs> <laughs> even got shirts that say it in like an old Nor like a Norse runic kind of font says you're not a fucking Viking. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, oh, that. At least somebody else is saying it too. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, I just I don't know. And like uh, with like say like t big TV show Vikings. They did a, a lot of, I think, misrepresentations on what the Norse culture actually was. Like, obviously, the TV show was the Vikings, so they're going to be a lot of blood and everything. But whenever they did show, like, used Catacap, for example, they didn't really show a whole lot of, like, accurate representations of what the Norse people were actually like. They weren't gold hungry like savages like there was artists there was sculptures builders all kinds of stuff and i felt like they could have probably went into the ship probably put a little bit more money into like actual clothing and just a little oh, bit yeah. more story on the people of the area at that time instead of armor blood and war yeah because that's gonna be the what people are going to be if they're like oh let's, let me practice this faith they're going to look at that and be like oh well if i'm a viking man that means i'm a man and mm -hmm. i gotta gotta walk around with my chest puffed out and all that stuff and that's not what norse paganism is at all <laughs> right there's that um there's that like I, I don't know if you've seen this um some of the things that i've some of the challenges i've encountered with trying to um you know, be present in the in the in the community, right? And uh, welcome people to Germanic heathenry is mm -hmm. is uh, a, you know a lot of people like see they, they almost like break the pagan community into groups. Like, oh, you got you know you got your eclectic witches, uh, and then you got your Norse people. And there's always like <laughs> I always have. It, it almost seems like when they say that, it's like 
they say it with this this like uh like dread in their voice like oh the norse people almost in a way you know like mm -hmm. you know just a bunch of partiers a bunch of bunch of crazy people you know they, they they think they're vikings and um yeah yeah so like definitely I, that's one thing i agree that hasn't helped um in in putting a light on you know definitely there was war bands and and stuff but like it was such a, mm -hmm. a niche group i mean it was you know they served the purpose and like in any culture i mean you had your yeah you had your war bands in, in almost every culture in the yeah. world i think so like it, that that was a part of it sure but what about the day-to-day -day lives that's not yeah. interesting to put film and, and to cast into anything right nobody wants to really right spend time but like the way they structured the cities it made this made it seem like the only thing that them cities did was raid. right when, that was far from it right yeah, yeah. rating was like a holiday thing <laughs> yeah you definitely had to take it uh you know do it at certain times of the year i mean you weren't just around the clock sailing the seas and and visiting mm -hmm. and, and raiding like you, you couldn't you had to do it during raiding season as it were <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know rest of the time you were just trying not to die from cold and you know yeah. disease wolves bears yeah nature you know Lovely. yeah i would definitely and then, which i think they did a really good depiction on that with uh, bjorn ironside whenever he did his uh well i guess like finding his manhood journey whenever he went out and stayed in that hunter's cabin that winter I think they did yeah. a good representation just of how the elements back then would dramatically affect the area that they lived in at the time like it showed ragnar lothbrook not leaving the chieftain's hut because it was just so bitterly cold outside he would only sit on the porch and you know stuff like that so right it, I, I think it did a good there on showing just on the elements back then just how our ancient ancestors might have interpreted and handled those situations yeah believe it or not i think one of the one of the other um shows and i i, I want to see more of them because i only think they did like the two seasons it's comedic it's it's very like monty python-esque but norseman have you ever watched that oh yeah i watched that that was a good one <laughs> um yeah and yeah it's it, it, you know there's there's definitely the comedy aspect of it i think but there's 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 certain parts of uh all of that 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 um shed a bit of more of a light on the cultural norms mm -hmm. uh, or, the, or the cultural taboos even i mean some of the things that were acceptable versus not acceptable and just how common the common folk you know kind of lived and and existed yeah um, and i like the way that sorry no i say it was, uh, like, even though it was a show it was it was represented in some ways pretty well i think mm-hmm and I think there, an uh, it being delivered in a comedic aspect also helped with it a little bit because people tend to remember something that they've laughed at a little bit longer mm -hmm. than something serious that's been drawn out and, or whatnot. Yeah, I true. think it kind of retains a little bit better if it made them laugh. Yeah, that that's that's accurate. You know, people uh, you know, attention spans are are shorter if if the subject yeah. matters you know 
more academically dry and and, and stuff. You, you, yeah. you retain your interest when you can throw some levity um, and keep it funny. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know some people like the ac academic stuff and everything like that, but for the I would say probably for the majority, I would say people probably get a little dull on that for a little bit. Yeah, bored from it, right? Yeah. Like, what do you mean I have to read this, you know, 175-page dissertation about blah, blah, blah? Like, can't you sum it <laughs> right. up for me in about 30 seconds or a minute? Like, no, not really. Yeah. I mean... What do you want? <laughs> you know, do you, do you want it to be accurate? Do you want it to be thorough? Or you know, and and yeah. it goes back to what we were saying before. Right? People are by 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 and large, I think, just not interested or willing to put in the effort and the work to and to learn anything. To sit down and read a I book. Think, yeah, absolutely. Like, just take your time doing it. But I think the most of the people I would say probably that are converting now is they're all former Christian. So they were used to somebody being at the head of told them what the book said. Because oh, yeah. I, I know a good amount of Christians that have never touched the Bible a day in their lives, but they could tell you verses because, well, Preacher Bob told me that. So they didn't really have to look it up for themselves. They just trusted somebody else to do it for them. Yep. And then they ran with it. And I think yeah. that's kind of bleeding into the converts nowadays is they're hoping somebody can just tell them so that way they don't have to do it for themselves. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's an interesting, no, it's an interesting observation. I haven't thought too much about that, but you're right. Cause Christianity is, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to say that it's you know every you know th th there's no work involved. I mean there, there's definitely I think I think uh, you know one of the doctrines of Christianity is you know your faith without works is is useless. You yeah. have to have work show um, of, to show for your faith, um, and so much I think a part of that has to be like know your doctrine, right? If I, I remember mm -hmm. a friend of mine who I've been friends with for many, many, many years. I worked with them uh, in the prison that I used to work at, and then later on transporting prisoners. We were working at the same company. We were partners on the road. You know what I mean? We, we've been through a lot together, and, and um, he's, he's since moved out west with his wife and haven't connected in a very long time, but we, we're, we're still, like, on Facebook. Right. Friends. Um, but so... I forget what the what the topic or the subject matter was. I think I may have posted a. I forget what I posted about. But anyway, Rob came in. His name's Rob, and he came in with a comment about something from like the Bible, and I was like, okay. "All right, here we go." Because, yes, I may be heathen now, and but I grew up in Christianity. I've you know read the Bible, the King James version at least of the Bible, like yeah seven times cover to cover genesis to revelation that many times been a part of bible studies right did the whole thing for the first like 20 years of my life and so he like spouts off a verse and then i come back and i give my um response to his his answer and i uh mm -hmm. he came back with my from my response and he's like oh i'm gonna have to do some more research on that or something like that and i go all right rob i said um 
then I then I would while while you're researching this or whatever, I was like, I would like to, and I could tell this to him because again, we're friends. I would right. say this to like a stranger. I would tell him, I said, then you have an you have a responsibility as a Christian man, as as a, as a somebody who believes in what they say, right? You have a responsibility mm -hmm. to know more about your doctrine than I do. I'm the bad guy, as it were, right? I'm the opposite. I'm the heathen. I'm the pagan. Yeah. I'm the god. Just that thing or the other, right? And I, if I know more <laughs> about your doctrine, your book, than you do, that's a problem. Yeah. You should know more about what you're talking about than I do. You should be able to wipe the floors up with guys like, you know, guys like me, people like yeah. me, whatever. And not a lot of them do anymore. Like, the, you know, <clears throat> they don't know yeah. their Bible. They don't know their doctrine. And similarly with heathenry, right? You don't know your lore. You don't know your, your sagas. You don't know your sources. Um, you're just... Yeah picking and 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 quotes from you know this channel this page this you know meme whatever um and thinking that it's you know you're gonna you know inspire somebody because you you know you snagged it from from an instagram post or something like but what do you know about yeah. any of this you think it's cool right it sounds mm -hmm. great sure but what do you know about any of this what do you uh, how, how are you representing yourself in this whole thing it's uh exactly. nobody wants to do, nobody, nobody wants to do the work right they, they they do they want it to be fed to them they want it to be handed to them um and i think to a degree i mean yeah. you you, you got to know where to go i mean you everybody needs a guide i need a guide yeah. you know what i'm saying i there's times where yeah, i'm just like absolutely. i don't know where to go i don't know what to do and i but i know where i can go to get some some guidance you know what i mean I don't want somebody to carry me through it. I just want them to point, help, you know, show me some options here, point me in a direction. Yeah. I'll choose. I'll make the choice. I'll do the thing. But sometimes we right. do. You need that. You need that perspective. You need that help along the way to just, uh, you know, no. when when, when yeah, it gets 100%. a little foggy, not sure where to go. You need that. So, absolutely, there's plenty of it out there. Yeah. There's also some bad ones. So. I guess right. one of the things too with all of it is, um, as long as you're doing your research, as long as you're taking the time, like knowledge is knowledge wherever it comes mm -hmm. from. Uh, wisdom is wisdom from wherever it comes, and you could probably you can learn valuable stuff from anywhere, even if oh, that yeah. valuable thing is don't do it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if the moral yeah, of the story is don't do that. Hey, at least you've learned something that you otherwise wouldn't have because you didn't research, you didn't read from that source, you didn't watch that video, you didn't follow this person on their social media platforms. You know, one of the things I think that has happened um, is, is people get told, don't listen to this man, person, whatever, don't watch their videos, don't follow their platforms because they are, you know, they're a fascist. They're right wing. They're 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 all these various like bad, socially mm -hmm. uh, enigmatic uh, things, right? Anything they say, don't listen to them. Yeah. Um, some people will go and be like, "Well, I want to listen to more of what they have to say," then and formulate my own opinion, not because of them being associated with whatever they're associated with, um, that is abhorrent and and that I don't want anything a part of. But now I want to see what they have to say and formulate my own opinion and learn something out of it. You can learn. Right anything from anybody doesn't mean you have oh, to yeah. agree doesn't mean you have to uh align your your ideals and your worldviews with theirs but you can no. learn from anybody 
Yep. And like we, uh, I encourage my kids all the time to ask questions, especially about other faiths and stuff, because like especially Christianity, and we're in a heavily Christian town and area. Uh, they ask a lot about Christian stuff and everything like that. And I tell them it's like learning. Just because you learn a different belief does not mean you necessarily have to practice it, but it can help you, like, say, like, because uh, one of my friends and my one of my son's best friends, uh, I'm best friends with his dad, and my oldest is best friends with his oldest son. But he's a youth, or he's a pastor at the Baptist church that we used to go to as kids, and he sends his kids over here so that way his kids can see how other viewpoints are played out in the world and stuff and that there's really no reason to be scared of people that believe different or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like his wow. oldest kid, whenever he first found out that we were Norse pagan, I, it looked like I was the boogeyman. <laughs> like his yeah. doll dropped, his eyes got really big and he's like, he's like, can I call my dad? And he went to, I was like, yeah. And so I handed him the phone and I got my wife's phone and message him. I was like, Hey, Brandon's a little freaked out. Just a heads up and whatnot. I'm like, he found out that we were Norse pagan. All he said was, LOL. He goes, he's like, yeah, he's calling me now. And he's like, I'll message you in a second. So he calls him and he's like, yes, it's fine. And blah, blah, blah. So he came out and uh, I was like, so I was like, I talked to your dad. I'm like, your dad wants to know if you want to know anything more about my religion and stuff. And, so I got to share that with them and then my kids, vice versa, get a little bit of like cultural blending from his family. So that, that way, like when they grow up, they're not like, oh, you're a pagan, like get get out of here, like yeah. <laughs> type of mentality. Yeah. yeah, that can happen and, from being sheltered from, from stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important to even if you do believe a certain way, I do think it's important for you to expose yourself or allow yourself to be exposed a little bit to what other people might believe, because one, it could help you in your own beliefs. And two, it'll kind of like bridges a gap between communities and you're not so opposite, so to speak. You're kind of a little bit more intertwined because you're able to experience a little bit from each other. So that way you're not so alienated in a sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things I had happen with growing up uh, the way that I did. And I, you know, I learned a lot of good and valuable things um, with, with the way that I was raised, not entirely from a religious uh, perspective, but from just a practical living perspective, you know, learning how to hunt fish, grow food, mm-hmm. be sufficient, you know, that, that sort of thing, cut wood, hay a field, um, you know, take care of cattle, all these various like valuable life lessons, things like that, you know, but one yeah. of the things also that was, it was such, it was so sheltered. It was so, um, anything outside of what we believed was wrong. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're right. Everything else is wrong. Um, so there was, you know, and it wasn't wrong because, well, here's the research. Here's the, you know, no, it was just wrong because it wasn't us or them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Like you were saying, I mean, getting the, getting the exposure, um, at least just getting to know, right? Yeah. Formulate your own opinion, and then, sure, you know, there's there's a difference between how younger minds uh, absorb and, and digest information than 
adult minds, right. I'm sure. Um, but the fact is, is that the opportunities are there and they are under adult supervision. And there is this understanding of, hey, this is OK for you to be exposed to this. The, you know, it's fine. You can learn yeah. from one another. And I think that that's great. Yeah, that's a really good influence <laughs> to have, you know, it really is. Yeah. Well, this so, has been great, uh, Bradley. Was there uh, was there anything else you wanted to? Talk about um, not off the top of my head, no. It's been a nice conversation for sure. I agree. Um, I'm glad that we finally got a chance to to do this. I, I was before you came on as like part of my intro. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know exactly how long you and I have been in contact, mm -hmm. like communication with each other. We've been connected through social media now for probably at least a couple of years. Um, yeah, I'd say a few years or three. I'd say about three years. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. And uh, I think we've talked in the past about maybe you haven't you come on the podcast and just things didn't didn't line up. Um, yeah, but I'm glad that it, that it finally has here in season five. You know, you got a chance to, to right. hear your finally and hear your perspective, and everybody else has too. So that's great. Um, right. Talk yeah, I've been wanting to get on here for quite some time, but. I don't know. I just get very nervous speaking like publicly like this, especially on like platforms and stuff. So I get pretty nervous. So I've backed myself out of messaging a lot of times. And eventually I was uh, this year, I decided that I'm going to kind of like push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit and do things I normally wouldn't do and just kind of experience stuff instead of just living and kind of working in the shadows of all the pages yeah. I follow. Well, man, I think you did a great, I think you did great, you know, and, you. and hopefully anybody else that's listening and watching this who have had similar reservations about coming on the show, you know, here you are a living, breathing, walking, talking example of just do it right. This isn't, yeah. you know, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing to it. We're just two dudes here chatting, yeah. you know, um, just chit -chat, chat. Two, yeah, two people out here just rambling on for for an hour or so and you know this is a this is a, a testament to the fact that it's it's very casual um yep and i love having i love having talks like this um in a, in, a, in a more conversational manner you know um it's great that we have these opportunities with modern technology to do this you know otherwise Absolutely. we'd have to find somehow to get together in a in a room and and all that stuff which is also great but it's not feasible when you're in misery and i'm in tennessee <laughs> Yeah, you know, on the budget that I've got right on this production, it's not like I can just travel the country and meet people in person all the time. So this right. is a great chance. And you were a great you were a great guest, man. Um, Thank you. you really conducted yourself well and, and offered a lot of great uh, feedback and, and topics of choice. Um, so I hope everybody that's listening and watching is um, enjoying it as well. And anytime you want to come back, just let me know if you have something else that comes up that is itching at your brain that you want to talk through or whatever you're you're more than welcome to come back and would love to have you absolutely thank you i'd love All to come right. back for real cool well we'll uh we'll definitely keep the open you know the invite open um yeah so if there's right. nothing else for me, then i'll uh I'll, I'll i'll end the stream or not the stream but uh we'll, we'll stop recording everybody that's listening watching you guys uh, check the description and show notes as i mentioned early on uh, for all the ways that you can, you know, support what I do here on the podcast, 
Uh, thank you to my patrons on Patreon for pledging your support to keep the video versions of the podcast ongoing. That is greatly appreciated. All of my listeners on the other audio platforms, you're awesome as well. Uh, keeping the keeping the the thing rolling, keeping this little wagon rolling here. It's not quite a not quite a machine, I don't think. It's it's more like a more like a wagon. You know, we got we got a steady pace. <laughs> We're just trucking <laughs> along, <laughs> right? So thank you, Bradley, for being my guest this week. Um, look forward to talking to you again more. And yeah, that about wraps it up. So thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. If you do like it, um, if you're on the video platform, give it a heart react, you know, do the thing. If you're on the audio platforms, upvote it, download it, do whatever thing that it asks you to do to, to show your support. Share it around as, as always, too. That helps. Um, get the word out. Um, if you do want to call into the podcast, you can do so by dialing 615-671-9832. You can leave a voicemail to share your thoughts. We'd love to feature that here on the podcast as well. You can remain anonymous if you so choose, so just let me know if you call in to do that. Um, guest requests can be emailed into midguardmusingstn at gmail.com, and we'll look at our availability and, and book you for a future episode at a date and time that works for all of us. Um, follow me on all my socials. Linktree link is down below to follow me everywhere. Thank you all so very much for being here. Thank you again, Bradley, for being my guest this week. Thank you. Until we talk to each other again, may the gods continue to notice you, and may your ancestors smile upon you. See you in the next one. You too.